0: This adorable French bulldog named Bro, which is the best name for a dog I've ever heard. Time out. Your mom tried tried, but yeah, he's, he's all dude. It's all right. This guy. We tried. We tried. <laughs> um, well, dude, I appreciate you doing this. I know it's weird times, but um, the podcast has been on hiatus since, basically since quarantine just because... It felt weird to, you know, with social distancing and then, you know, work was slow so there wasn't much to talk about and then the world seemed to kind of erupt and I just kind of took a back seat and I I don't know. I feel like I haven't had much to say in the past few months because times are times are weird. How do you feel about everything right
1: now? Right. It's strange that you say that there's not much to say when it's so much going on right now. Yeah. I mean, you could say so many things because it's like yeah. we got three different catastrophes going on in life at the same time and it's kind of hard to put into words. I was thinking last night, man, that I'm kind of emotionally and physically and spiritually drained. Drained right now. I feel that. You yeah. know, even though it's been time away from work, life has been hitting harder than ever. Yeah. And uh and I am just kind of drained and it's kind of hard to like put into words, man, exactly what I'm feeling.
0: Mhm. It's hard to put into words and it's <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm not a huge social media guy, but it's hard to feel like any Instagram story or post is like even necessary at this moment in time and space and the cultural zeitgeist. It's just all, but at the same time, certain things have hit me and I felt compelled to, to actually say things. Um, yeah. you know, there was the case of the kid who was killed while he was basically like begging for his life and saying like, all I was trying to do is become a better person. I'm an introvert. You know, I, I love you. You're beautiful. And it just, that just hit me so hard. and um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a weird time. But um,
1: yeah, yeah that saddens me a bit, man. Cause I don't even know about that story. Yeah. Um. There's, there's so, so many. many there's us. so. That's the problem. There's so many different stories yeah. that are out there, man. That that it's it's horrible and horrific that we even got to repeat these things mm-hmm. in order to make points because we should we should have never ended up here, man.
0: I it's I mean it is it's horrible because yeah, like you said, it's like you're like oh wait, which one was that? And then that was the one that the house and then she was asleep and yeah. the, it's like. You can't even track it. right? Um, but the one thing that I've kind of been reminding myself is like we are going through growing pains right now. Gotcha. And gotcha. we are in the pain portion of the growth. But hopefully we come out on the other side with uh, with greater growth than pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I feel like a lot of my job right now is just to kind of pay attention and be quiet and listen and, and try to grow myself. Because, th- I mean… The world aside, just going through this process myself has been draining, you know, not working, not. I'm so used to being like a shark that doesn't stop. I'm running to auditions. I'm running to the gym. I'm running to fittings. I'm running to to callbacks, to castings, to shoots. And then all of a sudden it was like, (laughs) and I'm just in my little apartment in Los Feliz like. What am I like, what is my purpose? What am I doing? I mean, did you feel that sort of like listlessness?
1: Everything that you've gone through, I think we as working actors have all gone through. Yeah. Um, it was cause it came to an abrupt halt. I remember I worked my last job. It was like the end was it the end of March? Probably the end of yeah. March, I believe I worked the last job and there was just nothing for a while. And it really made me to start to soul search. I really started to think about like, hey, like what's my purpose what else Mm -hmm. do i want to do other than this because i'm like i always thought that you know there would come a time where there's just no more of this or it slows down where you know i'm not just like a crazy booking machine for whatever reason seasons change reasons change advertise whatever you know you never know what the reason may be your own passion changes your own passion changes so i started to think about that a bit more and um and it got me to a point where i'm like you know what if if this was to end and I wasn't able to do this anymore, I'd be fine with that. I just have to figure something out.
0: Yeah. So what have you what have you done to fill that that space in your yeah. life?
1: Uh, I've started investing. Really? I started investing more actively. Um, I'm looking at now at the point of I've always wanted to do real estate. Yeah, I've always wanted to be like a, I guess a subtle real estate tycoon. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just a subtle, just subtle man. I'm yeah. like you know, people don't, they don't have to know about what I'm doing. But I've always yeah. wanted to sustain my life via making real estate investments. And yeah, so Smart. now I've been looking at those things, man. There are properties out there that are that are just ready and available, man. Uh, yeah, these rental properties, these uh, duplexes and multifamilies, man. So I've been looking at that. Uh, reading a bit more about the market, but the market's tough because it's so volatile right now. It's
0: volatile right now, and it's not forgiving. It's not. It's not how you think it'd be it's based totally, on the times.
1: Totally unforgiving. Yeah. Man. Day one, I uh, I had a horrible day in my very first day of trading. But since then, you know, things have been well. Yeah. Um. You know, just been reading, man. Um. Picked up golf.
0: Really, I've been playing a lot of golf too. <laughs>
1: picked up golf, yeah. man.
0: <laughs> it's uh, golf is something that is endlessly frustrating and provides room for. Endless growth, so Absolutely. I think it's a good that's a Absolutely. good hobby to pick up.
1: Every trip out there, man, because I still haven't yeah. hit the courses yet, so I'm still going to the range. Yeah, got my membership. I'm going like two, three times a week. Yeah, um, and I'm getting better. But like you said, it's endlessly frustrating because <laughs> yeah. just when you think you've gotten it, you know, then you start slicing or pulling left or things start happening. But yeah. every day I go out there, I'm seeing growth, and that's what keeps me going back. And
0: yeah. it's nice to just get outside, get that oh, vitamin sure. D. Oh, for sure. You know, I felt so cooped up for so long. And the Griffith Park, I live near Griffith Park, and that opened back up, so I've been doing hikes of most days and playing golf and surfing a little bit and just trying to stay active because I've always kind of gone by the idea that an object in motion stays in motion, an object in rest stays at rest. And once you get into that rest cycle, everything sort of grinds to a halt. And like you, I started focusing a lot more on, you know, the financial aspect of my life because, you know, I'm fortunate that I was in a place where I had some some checks from past jobs that were catching up and I've been able to pay my rent and I haven't been in dire straits like a lot of people are. Um, but it has made me think like, what's the long term plan here? You know, I'm 33 years old. It's time to think about purchasing real estate and, you know, investing in my future. And, um, I think a lot of people have been forced to kind of take a step back and think about those larger picture things while also being faced with the question of like, what's important to you? What's you know, in this time when so much is unavailable and inaccessible, that quote that was going around on Instagram it's like, "In the rush to return to normalcy, think about the things that are worth rushing back to." So, you know, it's like it, it's like, what do you, what do you miss the most? What what provides you the most fulfillment that you're not getting that you hope to return to? Um, what have you found that you've missed the most about normal life, quote unquote?
1: It's funny as, as shallow and as superficial this may be, man. Um, I just miss being around people. Yeah. More specifically, I miss playing basketball once a week. <laughs> yeah, Dude, man. that was my escape. That was like one of my weekly escapes. If I, right. if you knew one thing about me it's every saturday at 6 a.m i'd be at 6 a.m dude Ooh. i'd be at apollo park playing basketball for yeah. about two hours yeah um, and that was the thing it was like you know just a bunch of guys get up man because everyone comes from different fields you know you got mm-hmm. family guys you got older guys you got younger guys who are still in college so they're like super hoopers at this point yeah you got guys like me or somewhere in between yeah uh every week man like that was our thing and i would go play with my brother you know um and we can't do that anymore mm-hmm. well the thing is you can do that because I've been seeing people playing basketball, people which I it, think yeah. is insane yeah. in lieu of the circumstances. But I miss playing basketball, and I just miss being around people. The
0: connection and, that, like, it's it. I mean, intimacy is probably the word. Just having like some sort of like proximity to people, a closeness. You know, being able to look someone in the eyes, and you know, not be on a Zoom call and not be behind a mask is. Yeah, you take it for granted when it goes away, you know, until it goes away.
1: Right, because we're just the naturally gregarious people, man. And mm-hmm. and for me, it's like you know, I appreciate being in isolation and seclusion. But I guess just I'm a quintessential Libra in the sense that just as much as I appreciate that, I appreciate that connection, that intimacy, man. Yeah. I, I miss going to castings, dude. Like yeah. I don't even care about booking, dude. I miss going to castings. I never thought that I would say that, but yeah. I miss those things, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know how. How long have you been in this business?
1: I've been in it for five years.
0: Okay, so I'm five or six. Um, and I've gotten good at it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that. Like it's a skill that I've built up. It's my main career skill right now. And I've gotten pretty good at auditions sure. and I've gotten very comfortable at least. And to not be able to flex that muscle is a. Uh, you're, you're missing out on something that like you've worked so hard for, and it's so fulfilling and validating. Yeah. And even if you don't book an audition, just to walk out of a room saying like, "Hey, I think I hit all the beats. I think I listened. I think I, you know, I I knew my lines. I, I hit my marks. Great, I did my job. And that that validation is is important. And we're not getting it right now. We're definitely not, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, uh, also, I've also forgot, man. Since you mentioned things I've been doing since the quarantine's been going yeah. on. So I'd always get questions about, you know, how I book, why I book, all mm-hmm. these things. And, and I would always take the time to stop and talk to anyone yeah. who would ask me for any advice, man. And I realized that it was happening quite often. And, and then afterwards, you know, I give someone advice. I remember this one girl specifically. I left DB casting. Mm-hmm, uh, we mm-hmm. just had a casting together. She's like, dude, how do you? She just asked me about my process. And I sort of like gave her like a brief version of it. And her very next job, she goes and she gets the call back. Yeah. You know, this is after she said months and months and months of not even getting a call back. I yep. give her some advice and she gets the call back. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I realized is that, hey, maybe I need to start teaching the class.
0: Yeah. So OK, <laughs> so we're going to get into all that. So um, you're sort of in this series uh, of. The last podcast I did was with April Hale um, back in... Love April. March. Yeah. And so I did a podcast with Emily Stern. Love her. Who, yeah, you know Emily Stern. (laughs) She's a camera operator and session runner and actor. And she talked about three people who, when they are in the waiting room or when they walk into the room, she knows they're probably going to book. And those three people were April Hale, who I spoke to, Danny Faisenfeld, who (laughs) I spoke to, and now you. Wow. So you're the third (laughs) in this series of... Like you said, booking machines. And uh, we're going to talk about your process and um, your attitude of like abundance, which I think is so inspiring. But there is one, only one official question that I ask on this podcast. And that is, what were you up to when you were seven years old?
1: That's how we get things started. (laughs) So we'll get it started. Seven years old, man. Um, Seven years old, I was probably outside of Mr. Nichols' T13 classroom. There are like four steps. That you have to walk up to in order to walk in his bungalow. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up in Limwood, California, mm-hmm. very, very underprivileged area. Um, but I remember in the second grade, for example, more specifically, we'd be in that class when we're outside of it playing Power Rangers. Yeah, because Power Rangers was like that new hot thing. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I was the Red Ranger, jumping off the stairs, man, karate moves like crazy. I always had like the super crazy imagination. I always wanted to have fun. I remember um, our principal coming in. It's, it sticks out like a sore thumb. He goes. I don't know what you guys are doing. He walks in our classroom. I don't know what you guys are doing here at recess, but this game power range. (laughs) (laughs) You dork. You guys can't be playing that. So yeah, second grade, man, I was all about having fun, playing with the friends and um, just being a kid, man.
0: Yeah, and you said imagination. Um, I can. I mean, obviously that makes sense and ties into what you're doing now. You also seem to have a very – Strong memory and very observant, like just the way you described that scene four steps up to the bungalow outside the door. You know, you are visualizing your world, and I think that's a really important tool for an actor. Um, so how do you go from, you know, being this kid in Linwood, Calif- Linwood California? Linwood, California. Um, what, what draws you into where you are now? How do you get from playing Power Rangers for fun to pursuing, you know, doing something like that as a career?
1: It's, it's strange, man. Um, you know, it's something that I kind of always knew that I wanted to do yeah. you know, as a kid. I'm like, you know, I, I love to be on TV. I love these Disney Channel guys. I love yeah. the Power Ranger guys. Yeah, there's a weird attraction somewhere. You know, it's like, I, I would love to just be one of these guys. So um, I get to college and, you know, I study molecular biology. Oh, wow. The plan, the entire plan was always to go to med school. I did really well in college. I think I, I got like two Bs the entire time I was there. Graduated 3.9 GPA. Damn. Um, I was headed toward, like you said, the memory, man. I have a really good memory. Yeah. Man. And it's... a Very good skill set to have in this industry. So I'm like, you know, let's go to med school maybe. Take a job in pharmaceutics for a year. Mm -hmm. Um, Along the way, I'm meeting people. Hey, are you a model? Yeah. Hey, are you an actor? Yeah. Hey, are you in the business at all? If you're
0: not, you should be. Which is tickling that desire that you've always had. And you're probably, you torn between, I'm guessing, this idea of getting a stable career in medicine, which is going to give you a lot of money, but maybe not fulfill that you know that deep down childhood itch whereas you're now also being told by strangers that you should at least give it a shot right yeah so yeah. you did
1: that's it ah, that's, that's it. awesome i love it so i um i take a job working pharmaceuticals one of my co-workers is an actor mm-hmm. uh he really sort of kind of just kicked me over the edge um there was one person before him who rest in peace uh, abraham mcdonald has passed away uh he's like yeah you should be a model I met up with him had conversations but it was peter fung mm-hmm. peter fung that i worked with at griffles uh he says hey nate man you should really give it a shot and so i uh i signed up for extras management yep i signed up for extras man i don't know anything i'm completely green i don't know anything about the industry it's a good way to start though I signed up for extras management i did it for about a month or two uh realizing that they treat you like crap when you work as background
0: yeah but you're on set but you're on set you yep. learn yep. you learn
1: tons you know i had tons of conversations so i did it for like two months and in those two months i did films tv shows talk shows uh commercials comer- everything. i did everything in yeah. two months i did about like 10 jobs and i'm like okay cool i get the lay of the land yeah i'm like you know what i need to be principal yeah uh, so i take it upon myself to go and get a camera take my own headshots smart man. and just start running those headshots out to people until someone bit yeah someone bit i got the first agent rock with them for about a year uh-huh. but i'm realizing that they don't have the reach that i need in order to like sustain my life mm-hmm, be in this mm-hmm. career So, um, you know, Daniel Hoff was always on the list. Before I got going, before I knew anything, someone's like, you got to sign with Daniel Hoff. I don't really know what Daniel Hoff is, right? Um, But after that year of being with the other agency, when I sign in, dude, every time I'm signing in, if there's 15 to 20 names, two-thirds, four-fifths are D. Hoff. I'm like, this dude is getting his people out. Getting his people out. If he's getting his people out, that means that they're probably booking because you already know, this is a numbers game. Yeah, It's an absolute numbers game. So, yeah, get with Danny. I've uh, been rocking with Danny for about four years now, man. And, Same, and it's been an amazing ride.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, and, you know, I've talked to other Daniel Hoff actors. I'm with Daniel Hoff, and yeah, it's a it's a numbers game. It's a volume system. You are available from ten to six, Monday to Friday, even on Saturdays, and you go to every audition that he tells you to go to, or else.
1: <laughs> Literally, <laughs> <Yeah>. or else. <laughs> um,
0: but you learn, and you get comfortable in those rooms, and you make those rookie mistakes, and then you you learn how to be engaging and how to be warm and how to go in, kill it, walk out, you know, not make a big deal about it, but do your job and do it well. Yes, sir. Um, And then you start booking and, you know, you, (laughs) you do have this reputation as being this booking machine. And um, I know a lot of it comes down to in the commercial world, especially, you know, are you just someone that people want to spend 12 hours on set with? You walk in the room for, you know, of course, some initial audition, you just got to hit the marks. You got to nail it. You got to, You do your job, but in the callback, especially you got to be someone that people are drawn to, or at least they, they think will be pleasant and friendly and kind and not annoying and not mean and not clingy. You know, you got to kind of read the room, find the mood and then ride that wave to the best of your ability. So I think having some sort of, um, I guess it's like a sensitivity to the, to the room, Mm -hmm. um, is super helpful. But what else would you attribute your, your quote unquote, booking
1: machine-ness to? <laughs> I love that that this reputation is going around. It's, yeah. That's amazing, man. Um, because it's funny because a lot of people, most people don't know me except the people who probably need to know me. Right. You know, uh, the people that are casting and such, man. I attribute it to, generally speaking, man, just being a solid person. Yeah. Just being a solid person. Maintaining a pleasant disposition, mm-hmm. being open and welcome to conversations, mm-hmm. listening. Always listen. Being respectful, mm-hmm. you know, being on time. Yep. You know, I, I just take it very seriously. Like I, this is a career yep. like any other. Yep. We're not wearing a shirt and tie and, and walking into office from nine to five every day, but we still have certain obligations. To it's me. a business. It's it's a business indeed.
0: And your Instagram profi- profile says Nate Holston Inc., right? Boom. Mm you are boom. a business man i am a
1: business man <laughs> yeah that's like that like I jay said that. man. Yeah. um yeah and that was one of the things that i learned along the way man about becoming a business and treating yeah. your life and taking it as such but for the most part man energy disposition being vibrationally aligned being mm-hmm. secure with self mm-hmm. walking in there with utter and absolute confidence irradiating your true and best and most unique self because that's our power
0: yeah and i would say um you know i see you at castings all the time um, we, I think we worked together on an Audi
1: shoot. It was an Audi shoot. Yeah, man. I was thinking about it last night. Zach uh, Sowers was there. Zach Sowers, ran Joselle, it. Josel, yep. uh, Wu was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the All Stars, all the All Stars are there. Man. Yep. I think D. Hoff as well.
0: Yeah. Some big, some big hitters. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I see you, and there, you know, on casting breakdowns, there's always that term aspirational. Yeah. And yeah. I struggled with figuring out what that meant for so long. But I see you and I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Nate is aspirational because you're always well-groomed. You're always like, you know, on time, put together. But you're you're dressed cool, but not too cool, understated. But, you know, and that's – people struggle with like, what should I wear to auditions? Like, Dude. you know, of course, watch commercials. Watch – if it, you're going out for a Target spot, watch a couple of Target commercials. What are people wearing? Wear that. But also, you have to – flex your own style a little bit. And I think you kind of toe that line very well. Do you, do you, I don't know, intentionally sort of put yourself together in a way that, I don't know, like how, how do you go about putting yourself together? The
1: answer to your question is, Absolutely. Yeah. I am very intentional and deliberate about most everything I do. My license plate, one of my things that I ascribe to is deliberate creation. Yeah. Nothing happens by accident. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of been into fashion. You know, I've always had like a sense of style. Yep. So when I get these breakdowns, I pay attention, dude, because like you said, there's so many people who will show up looking nothing like what the description says. When you see their wardrobe and they're like, cool casual reflecting your own style with this quirk you know mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be because there are always some insane breakdowns yeah i read those things i take them to heart i go into the cloth and i say hey what can portray this particular outfit yep. like, what are they looking for and i try my best to give them what they're looking for yep. with my own personal hint of pizzazz yeah because at the end of the day that's what's booking you
0: and that's what making you're wearing your favorite shirt you're going to feel comfortable you're going to feel like a million bucks that's going to just going to just like exude off of you into the room.
1: No. And it's, and it's so comfortable. It's, it's effortless. It's not yeah. like I'm trying. It's not like I go out and buy things specifically for this. And sometimes there are things that I will not wear because I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit too far. Like too I much, would yeah. wear that yeah. in my real life, yep. but I know who I'm advertising for potentially. Yeah. They would not have it. The character. guy in that commercial, he would not wear that.
0: He would not wear that. And you know, if you have, if you're lucky enough to have multiple auditions in a day and you know, maybe the breakdown for, one is somewhat similar to another but a little different you're like oh i could get away with the same outfit no change it drive around with four or five outfit changes in your car i don't know how many parking lots i've gotten naked in trying to you know when it's 100 degrees you're sweating you're standing on your shoes you're tripping off the sidewalk but just like every audition treat it as if it's the biggest audition you know the the number one priority of the day and because it it is it's a a job interview our job is to go around and interview
1: all day unfortunately right yeah it's crazy people that work other jobs i say it all the time you go you interview you might interview five to ten times you get that job you never have to interview again Mm -hmm. we do it for every single job Mm -hmm. that we go out for Mm -hmm. we've got to earn every one every single one and it's uh i like that pressure i don't love
0: it i love it because i i did the nine to five you did pharmaceuticals for a while and you kind of just phone it in it's like i put in my eight hours I could do. I don't know if you work on commission. You could do a little better, or if you're on salary, then you can kind of just do whatever. But I love the the pressure of having to prove how much I want this every day.
1: Yes, sir. I love it.
0: You know, you say deliberate creation, and I was just reading this book called uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth, and it's about um, who succeeds, and it's just about deliberate practice. You you don't like, you know. People will go and start start jogging, and they go they do the same jogging path every day. And they're like, "I'm not getting better at jogging." It's like, "Well, you're not deliberately practicing. You're not practicing on your sprints, on your speed. You're not doing time trials. You're not um, trying to increase your your distance or your time every every day you go out. You have to have some sort of deliberate intention to improve, or else you're just gonna your wheels are just gonna spin in the mud."
1: Yeah, I always say, man, complacency or a desire to merely maintain will ultimately lead to your dismay. Yeah. Because as you remain complacent, man, everyone else is growing. Mm-hmm. Like though though you are theoretically surviving, you're surviving at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And that that's not the way, man, because though it's I don't see it as a competition. You know, I don't compete with anyone. It's a major competition that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> it's major. I don't look at anyone else's. I just look at myself
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: go in there to do my job mm-hmm. and that's it because I know that's all I can do. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, <clears throat> we're in one of the most competitive businesses in the world.
0: I mean it's I don't even like thinking about how competitive it is, and how many guys look like me or look like you. And we sort of faced with it every day. We get to go into a casting office because you sit next to 30 guys who look like you. Right. <laughs> and you know, they, the, the only way you can differentiate yourself is by doing the best you can at the audition process, being the most genuine, you know, well-intentioned person in the room. Like you said, a solid dude. And then hope that the director is like, Oh, that guy's got the hair I was thinking of. And like, if he if he doesn't and he picks the next guy on to the next one on the next. and I think that's what's so beautiful about your attitude is you have you don't have this like scarcity like oh no it's mine I, I gotta get them all it's uh, me versus you um you're and you want to share you want to share your skills like you you post about like learn how I booked 20 plus national campaigns in the past two years you know why why am I so successful in the room I want to help I want to help you do the same mm-hmm. and I mean that's that's rare for someone to have success but also not be scared of other people having success.
1: I mean, why would you? You know, I I just don't believe that, dude. You know that you couldn't literally work every job you audition for if you wanted to. No. The dates will conflict. Oh yeah. Um you just may or may not be a perfect fit for that. There's so many different things that or many factors that come into play. But at the end of the day, I know that, yo, know, what's for me is for me. Mm-hmm. What's not isn't, it, dude. I have yeah. no attachment to something that hasn't been given to me. You know, if it's not mine, I didn't earn it. I'm not attached, dude. Congratulations. I'm glad you booked it. Yeah. I love to see my friends win. I love to see strangers win. Dude, yeah. I love to see anybody win because our good energy is ever expanding. And if we all can maintain such an attitude, dude, things will just go so well.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's was it? Kill- well, I interviewed Killian McHugh of Killian's Workshop. Of course, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, if you don't book the job, you didn't lose anything because you never had it in the first place. Nothing. And you know, you can't you can't lose a job that wasn't yours. Meaning, it, it, nothing was you. You were never entitled to anything. And other than that, like, it wasn't your job because you weren't right for it. Right. So just accept that. And for like, you got to learn early actor. You know, early on in the commercial acting world, you got to learn to just forget about the audition once you walk out the door yeah. because if you start driving yourself crazy with thinking about how well you did and how what you're going to do with the money and how cool the shoot's going to be you're not going to book that job for sure you know <laughs> it's the job where you're driving from one audition to the next and your agent calls you and is like hey you just booked Ford," and you're like when did i do Ford?" yeah that's the one you book because you were just in flow you did your job you forgot about it you, you know you, you did your best but then you moved on and you kind of let it go and trusted that what what's coming to you will come to you
1: absolutely cuz for me man um i don't even check callback dates because um I, I tell myself one thing our best ability is availability yeah I'm always available so yeah. I never check callback yeah. dates because now I have no attachment to knowing that hey if I am I gonna get that car or when I get the call back I don't care about the avail or the shoot date or anything it's just I go in there I do my job I forget about it mm-hmm. literally until someone emails me calls me or says hey we need you here yeah and I'll be there
0: we well, gotta be careful because if you have if you're booked out for a callback or an avail and Danny gets his wind of it you're gonna
1: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's, I've heard of several people that are no longer with the agency as a result of of that same mistake Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah I, i don't make that mistake man i'm just always available yeah it's very rare that i'm booked out
0: yeah and so you know you've you've been successful in the commercial world um what's sort of the next move for you are you do you have eyes on tv and film are you i've seen you done some short films and stuff um so what's what's the next move for nate holston
1: absolutely man um tv and film has always been the end goal yeah um i love commercials along the way though it's one heck of a way to pay your bills Pay your bills um, and
0: learn how to be on set.
1: And learn how to be on set and yep. just learn how to be comfortable on camera. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, man. Um, we've got the short film out environment, which is doing pretty well, man. Cool. It's, it's gotten a few views here and there. It's gotten into a few festivals. It's won a festival. Um, awesome. So ultimately, man, I, that's the end goal. I would love to do both. Mm-hmm. But if I get to a point where I'm working enough on the TV theatrical side, I would totally lay down commercials because I hate to see guys who are series regs yeah. that are, that are coming in auditioning for jobs with me? I'm like, dude, you're a series reg, man. Come yeah. on, what, what are you doing, man?
0: I know it's like <laughs> you're, yeah, you're making in a week what I would make on a great commercial. Right? Like, please right. don't take this from Come me. Come on, man.
1: But you know, it is what it is. A uh, TV and film has always been the end goal. Yeah, um, i love it, man. Just just staying in class, just staying sharp and learning. Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful, dude. Like I tell people all the time that even the commercial print stuff. I have the best job in the world mm-hmm. and i really look at it that way and i think that's why the universe continues to bless me because mm-hmm. i totally appreciate it i never take a single second of this for granted yeah. because i know what the alternative is
0: yeah yeah have you have jobs started to come back for you um in the past
1: few weeks jobs have definitely come back yeah. um, it was strange for for two months there was nothing nothing literally for two months i'm not getting any self tapes. i'm not getting anything. And then I worked two jobs on one day, which was insane. Yeah. I do two jobs in a day. Then the following week, I do another. And then you mentioned Josel. Josel is my guy. He's the best. Did a job with Josel about two weeks ago. Um, Just did a voiceover job yesterday. Mm -hmm. I've had some great experiences, though, throughout this quarantine. I've literally had for one job. They came out and did the fitting at my house. Yeah. The wardrobe person stayed outside. She gave me the bag. Put it on, when just treated it like a regular fitting, but she came to the house. I'm like, amazing. Yeah. I did a voiceover gig yesterday. They came here. Really? They dropped off the set. Yeah. It. I, I've like- been
0: doing some uh <laughs> I do fit modeling for Fabletics and okay. they've been just dropping off the clothes. And then I get on a Zoom conference call with the whole team. I change the clothes. They 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 trust me. Like how does it feel in the thigh? How does it feel in the calf? Should we add a little here? Should we add a little there? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's weird how the industry is adjusting. You know, I've had a lot of uh, my agents reach out and say, like, you know, are you quarantined with the photographer? What could you produce if a brand wanted you to do some sort of quarantine shoot? Uh-huh. You know, there have been a lot more self tapes and a lot more involved self tapes. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to get like a couple more direct bookings sneaking up here and there. Yeah. Don't you love them? And it feels good to be back. <laughs> I just speaking of like having the best job in the world. I just shot for a massage chair company. So I spent two days just laying in these $10,000 massage chairs.
1: No, the life we live, <laughs> and man. And they were
0: like, could you just be a little happier? Okay, now eyes closed. And I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. This, is like, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this isn't even acting anymore. This is just like heaven. You got to love what we do. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you're sharing it. I know before quarantine kicked off, you you were doing some free headshot sessions and then you were, it seemed like you were trying to put together kind of a workshop. Do you, or like, what's going on with that?
1: Yeah. So what I've ended up doing, man, is um, finding out that, well, I've always loved to teach, man. Back when I was in college, I would mentor kids. I would yeah. go to church and teach kids math, science, all these other good things. I've always had like a, a knack for teaching and mm-hmm. making difficult things seem simple. I like the the law of Occam's razor, yeah. which basically states that, the simplest explanation is usually the best explanation without adding any extra convoluted things Mm -hmm. so i love just teaching things in a simple manner and that's what i've been doing um i've been hosting classes a booker's mentality workshop yeah is and i named it because of kobe uh you know he's one of the guys with one of the meanest work ethics that i've seen in in life and i'm like I sort of have that same mentality when it comes to the commercial and print world. Mm -hmm. Um, I just work hard and I feel good about it because I thoroughly enjoy it. So I named it the Booker's Mentality Workshop. And it's it's awful because I had a studio. I still have the studio, but I can't use it because of COVID-19. So I've been doing everything online uh, via FaceTime, Zoom, Skype. And it's been so, so fulfilling, man, because I've been getting students for people that are brand new to the game. I've got people that have been in a rut. And everything in between that have been in there for years. And they've been learning so much. And it's been amazing for me just to see them absorb, digest, mm-hmm. be vulnerable, and learn. Especially the new people. They come in green. Yeah. Day one, it's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're green. yeah, And they leave a, a completely different person.
0: Yeah, because you're able to give them at least a, some element of comfort in the world. Exactly. You know, I was... I was on Reddit the other day and I was like, I wonder if there's a modeling subreddit. And I went to like the, the modeling subreddit. It was just like perusing the post. Uh-huh. And it's all these people like, could I get into modeling? Like, what's it like? And like, I was like, oh yeah, like people have no idea how this world works. They don't. And there was a time, you know, I'm from St. Louis. You're from Indiana, right? Linwood, Oh, Linwood California. your girl's from Indiana. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm from, you know, the Midwest. And like, there was a time when I had no clue how modeling and acting work. I just knew that I wanted to get closer to it. Same. And, you know, having being five, six years down the road and being able to pass some of that knowledge that's been acquired on, I'm sure it's fulfilling to see people absorb it. But also it reinforces your own skill set. The best way to learn something is to teach
1: it. Oh, for sure. So
0: you're you're hacking the system right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's it's cool because I literally with my students, I don't hold anything back. Mm -hmm. I share with them every single thing that I know, every single thing that I've learned. Um, because I've taken several classes, I've gotten five years of experience. I've been on set. I, I just, like you said, man, we're comfortable with what we do and we just sort of know the game. Yeah. You know, um, I just know that if I share with them everything without, without holding back, they will get out of it what they need.
0: Yeah. They'll get out of what they need and they'll, you know, some of it they might not be ready for, but they're going to absorb what they are ready for. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's it's amazing that you're you're willing to pass it on and it makes it's a perfect circle because it's it's only gonna help everyone. Only um and you talk about, you know, deliberate creation and you talk about having that booker's mentality and working hard and you know, you look at people like Kobe or you watch the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, yeah. or you read a book like Grit about people who succeed, and it's just people who work the hardest. They work the hardest, they work the smartest, they put in the most hours. There's no I've talked about another book called talent is overrated. Like Mm -hmm. the whole myth of like the prodigy who just, you know, Mozart composed his first symphony was when he was three, but yeah, his dad was like, you know, having him at the piano for 10 hours a day since he was one. Mm -hmm. So he put in the hours that most people don't at, at such a young age. So it's not that he was like this prodigy. She's, he worked really hard at a really young age. That's the difference. Yeah. And so I'm curious, you know, sometimes it feels like, um, our ability to advance our career is sort of out of our hands. Like, you know, when we have auditions, is out of our hands. You can only take so many classes. You can only get on set so much. What do you do deliberately um, outside of, you know, the things your agents may give to you or that may come down the pipeline for you? What do you do when you have downtime? How do you how do you improve in that deliberate way that you talk about?
1: Um, and this actually has nothing to do with, Acting, modeling, or any skill sets, man. It's, it has to do with my process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I share this with anyone who's willing to listen. Um, when I wake up in the morning, very first thing that I do is smile. Yeah. And I smile until I viscerally feel it because yeah. you know you can smile. Yeah. And it's like yeah you don't feel it in your body, but when I viscerally feel that smile through my entire body, my serotonin levels increase. I start to feel amazing first thing in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's like a psychological trick you can trick yourself into thinking you're happy by just smiling
1: literally and that's where i start start there i smile i get in that thing i go through my gratitudes Mm -hmm. my affirmations and then i'm probably going to watch an abraham hicks video okay uh she's just amazing Mm -hmm. she's just amazing and this is where i get the art of deliberate creation from yeah uh she's one of the main authors of the secret which is which everyone knows so i listen to abraham first thing in the morning um I, go, I usually go about 15 minutes. It doesn't take very long, you know? Mm-hmm. 15 minutes of Abraham. After, it's
0: a great way to prime your day, just to set it up with that sort of mentality. Because
1: you build a momentum. yeah, And that momentum carries throughout the day. And yep. then throughout the day, as I'm going through it, I just remind myself that I'm grateful for my right now. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite affirmations. Yep. I am grateful for my right now. Yeah, Because you literally have nothing but this right now.
0: Yeah, and if you can't enjoy it, you're not going to enjoy the next right now, which is a second later.
1: And, and it's so amazing because literally as I go through my affirmations and, and just to check myself throughout the day, there's been several times and I, and I literally, I mean this, I'm not lying to you several times when I've been going throughout the day and, and I recognize that my vibration is starting to drop a little bit. My energy is a little bit low mm-hmm. and I'll check myself. Mm-hmm. I've done it a couple of times, right. As I check myself, I get a call, hey, you booked such and such a job. <sighs> yeah. It's insane. It's man. wild how that works. But, but when you're vibrationally in tune, though, it's not a surprise anymore. Mm-hmm. It just makes me chuckle. You know that chuckle, like, huh? Yeah. You're funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a little wink, you know? <laughs> literally, literally. Well, and I saw on your Instagram another quote that was like, I think it was like, the way you talk to yourself is the most important. Oh, man. Um, and talking with Danny Faisenfeld, he's huge on self love and, you know, loving yourself and, you know, really appreciating your own worth and seeing that worth and that's something I struggle with I think I'm pretty hard on myself I'm perfectionist and I I don't know I my greatest love language is the words of affirmation because I'm bad at giving them to myself so I look for that in a partner Mm -hmm. Um, I'm can you share a little bit about how you how you find that self-love or how you reinforce it for yourself
1: yeah it's um that's a pretty deep question yeah Um, and that's one of the things that that I teach my students is you've just got to be comfortable with whatever it is that you have to offer, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is. You know, uh, some people have all sorts of insecurities my, my nose is too big. Yeah. Uh, I'm not tall enough. I'm fat. I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, no, you're, you're perfect. Just the way you are.
0: Yeah. I, I it's like, you know, you are enough as you are. And I, I get it intellectually, but I I sometimes struggle with it, like getting it viscerally, like you said. Yeah. You know,
1: because it's it's, I get where you're coming from, though, man. I mean, we all deal with insecurities of some some sort. And like you said, there's always going to be someone in terms of guys, bigger, stronger, more handsome, women, more beautiful, yada, yada. And it's like, you know what? I, I realize that, you know, I'm not the most handsome guy. I'm not the tall. I'm not the anything. But I am just who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I literally have to remind myself of that. And then it only helps when you reinforce it by booking jobs, and people mm-hmm. start to. And when people comment on your energy level, the biggest and best comment, compliment that someone could ever pay me is to say that, "Man, I just love your energy." Yeah, biggest compliment that you can ever pay me.
0: Yeah, when you know when people are just, yeah, I think that one of the best compliments I get is when people are like, "Yeah, you're just you just have a very calm energy." It's like it's so nice to hear because yes, it is. inside I might be a nervous wreck. <laughs> you know, you get to set and you're. It's you're meeting strangers, and you know you're you're talking to the makeup artist and the hair person, and um, you're talking to the talent for the day. And maybe someone's too talkative, and maybe yeah. someone's too quiet. And there's this whole balance of energies, and um, yeah, being a sort of a source of calmness in that chaotic up and down environment is is nice to know. And it's not always achievable, but if you can do that, it, it feels good. Yes, it does. Yeah, yes, it does. Um, being on, it's, that's such a weird little thing because I think after you've been in a bunch of commercials and, you know, one day, two day shoots where you have these like mini relationships, you, you, you sort of learn to bypass the, the small talk, the like, Oh, where are you from? Like you kind of skip the, the, like getting to know you and you just sort of like, okay, we're friends for today. And let's just talk about whatever, like we're friends, and then we'll probably never see each other again. I'll follow you on Instagram. If we run into each other again, we'll try to figure out which shoot we know each other from. <laughs> but there is that, that 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 thing of like just assume someone's already your friend. Yep. And I think that's one of the best ways to just to to give
1: off a like a good energy, like you said. Yeah. I look at it like this, man. We're in the business of making fast friends. Yeah. We've got to make fast friends with the session director. We've got to make fast friends with the director, producer, client, and agency when we're getting that call back. Yeah. When we get that job, we gotta make fast friends with our cast mates.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and, and I just know that's what we do. You know, I, I treat it like the judicial system should teach uh treat people. Yeah. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Everyone's my best friend until they yeah. prove to me that they're not a good person.
0: Yeah, I'll trust you until you give me reason not to.
1: Simple as that. Yeah. And and I, I take that attitude with everyone do. When I go on set, I mean, like you know, man, we're just we're friends. Yep. We, we, like you said, we we friends. may or may not ever see one another again. Yeah. But for these eight to 10 hours, we are friends. We're solid. I yep. trust you with my life.
0: Yeah. And if you're reading your book, I'm not going to bother you. If you look like you want to talk, and we'll talk. And yeah. It, it just, like, be aware. Just, I don't, I don't know. It's, That's it. There's there's a sense of just just be considerate of other people. And, you know, if, if the director's stressed out, maybe now is not the time to, like, bother him about the TV shows he might be shooting and if you can get a guest star on them or you know Yeah you's, man. You's
1: gotta, you just gotta read have some tact the room. You gotta have some tact read about it. And that's the thing. I I'm like, look, we just gotta hurry up and wait. Yeah. And maintain a good energy while waiting. Yeah. Because you never know how long you're gonna be on set. You never know what may happen. Like you say, you gotta judge the room, man, because the yeah. director's vibe determines how everyone else should be feeling and reacting mm-hmm. responding. Because when they're having shitty days Everyone else is probably going to have such a day as well.
0: Have you had some directors that were having shitty days? Oh, buddy! Oh, buddy! Have yeah. I,
1: oh, I have, man. And they relay the messages through their ad. Mm-hmm. Ads now, he's being a dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's it's been that way, and you know what? I just sit back. Cool because they lash out. It's, I have, I've had guys like lash out, not at yeah. me directly, but I've seen them like, lash yeah, just out. get just, out of the
0: line of fire. That's it, Don't man. Don't mess up, just you know.
1: Doug, be quiet, yeah, hurry up and wait. Yeah, oh, you need me. Hey, what's up, dude? I'm here, man.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> right? attention, I mean, I've had usually you know, people realize that we are not curing cancer, okay. Um, but there are times when you know, a directors in a bad mood, and I had one shoot where it was a car commercial and we were working with a dog, which that dog, you know, dogs are rarely trained as well as they should be. And um, this director was just in a pissy mood and he was in the back of the the car. I was driving. My onset wife was in the passenger seat and he's laying down in the back seat, just barking orders at the microphone or at the, at his uh, walkie talkie. And like, I was doing everything I could just to like follow every direction to a T because I did not (laughs) want to be, the You know, the target of his vitriol, but it, I feel like that commercial probably didn't turn out as well as it could have because yeah. I was on edge. For sure. You know, I was not comfortable. I wasn't made to feel like, I felt like I was uh, tiptoeing around mm-hmm.
1: some really bad energy yeah. and trying to hold my own energy, but... And as we know, man, the cameras pick up all those micro-expressions. Oh, yeah. Like, every single thing. And, and, and those are the worst uh, conditions to work up under. Like, the most conducive situation to work is when the director's like, hey, just play. Yeah. And I'll shoot around you guys and yeah. kind of capture it. Because they know we can deliver. We've showed them in the callback when they went through these four or five different scenarios and expressions yeah. and ranges. We've showed them that we can do the job, and they just let us play. Those are the best.
0: Yeah, it's fun when you get a chance to actually do some just kind of off-the-cuff improv. Like, I, we, I did this massage chair shoot I was talking about. And, um it was the the first day was just print, so just still photos. Mm-hmm. And, um they were like, they had this setup where it was like a desk and a massage chair, and my my girlfriend or wife or whoever she was supposed to be, was in the massage chair, And I was sitting at the desk and they're like, all right, Michael, we want you to do some acting now. Let's see, like they kind of they're kind of <laughs> making fun of me like okay, model, like we're gonna put you to the test, Yeah, And they're like, we want you to do some poses, like, you're it's your turn like you're ready for her to get out of the chair so you could get in and i sort of snapped into it and was able to to pull it off and gave them like five different positions and looks and expressions and they were just like oh like yeah you you nailed it you're a professional man yeah and (laughs) it kind of gave me this feeling of um wanting more challenge yes um and I know I, I've been torn back and forth between the TV and film world. You know, I love the anonymity of commercials. I love the fact that it's not the fame hustle. It's not the Love it. You love I just love it's just it's just fun. And I get to do like half the jobs I do are like paid vacations. It's it's super fun and yeah. it's low impact and it's there's less bullshit than what I imagine is in the you know, the rat race of relevancy and star meter and all that stuff. But I want the challenge and I want the money that comes with those bigger (laughs) jobs things. Right. Like I want to send your kids to college money and that's not necessarily going to come from commercials these days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having an experience like that on set where it's like, Oh no, I can like, I can act even if it's for the silly massage chair thing. Like I can bring it like makes me want to level up. Yes, sir. And you know, it's a weird time now because nothing's shooting, but um, it's made me think about, you know, progressing, deliberately progressing in my career. And you you're doing like so how have you worked on making the transition from commercials to TV and film?
1: Um, one of the main ways, man, is uh is by taking classes, you know, reading scripts. Yep. Um I love being in class yep. because it's like, you know, being a consummate professional in the commercial print world where you got it mm-hmm. to going into the T V theatrical world where I don't necessarily have it. Nope. You're, you know you're and, the freshman. You're the you're I'm the, a freshman dude. Yep. I don't and it's I love the challenge of growing. You know, I love watching myself on screen because that's one of the biggest ways that I that I grow is by performing, seeing and then yeah. taking those notes and coming mm-hmm. back at it. When I see it and you feel it too. Not only do you see it, it's like you get comfortable because I know what I do. When the anxiety starts to kick in, when I'm on camera, you know, you I get into my body and I start feeling all weird and maybe doing shit that I normally wouldn't yeah, do. Yeah, I start twitching or something. Yeah, yeah. man, or, yeah. or I get too serious or too get or whatever the case may be, man. So taking classes has definitely helped with that a lot. Um, I've seen tremendous growth in a couple yeah. years that I've been at it. Uh, watching, not only taking classes, I watch television. Yep. You know, I watch shows because yep. I want to see why the people who are killing it. Are killing it. Yeah, you know, and then sometimes I even take it so far as to transcribing lines mm-hmm. and um, and putting my own twist on them.
0: Yeah, I like I like watching what the captions on because it's almost like reading the script as you're watching. Absolutely. Um, and like you just realize how daunting it is. You know, there'll be some really intense scene in a show like Succession or something um, dramatic, and you realize okay, there's the the wide two-shot, there's the master, there's the over-the-shoulder, over-the-shoulder. How many times have you done that scene where you have to cry or dude, yell dude. or be totally connected with your your dad who you hate or whatever character? And you're also – every movement is synced up. So when I cut from this angle to this angle, oh, your hand moves at the exact same time.
1: It's beautiful, isn't it? It's
0: beautiful. <laughs> it's it's a technical masterpiece. It's a, a, You have to be emotionally vulnerable – um, and you realize like, whoa, there, this is not just like, get up there and lie. You know, it's not, No, it is, um, it's a crazy art. It's a crazy craft and it's a crazy art. And, you know, I, I don't, do you think it's more technique or art? I mean, I don't know. You it's know what I'm saying? A,
1: it's a, let's see if it's both for yeah. sure. What percentage would I put on it? I think it's. A lot more about tech I will go 60-40. Yeah. 60 technique, 40 yeah. art.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're not in your light, and doesn't matter how well you cried, can't use that take. Cannot. Yep. Cannot, man. And a lot of it is just like, if you if you are hitting the right marks and getting in, like doing the right things technically, you don't have to do much.
1: Artistically. Artistically. You're absolutely right, the, man. And
0: that's the thing, is getting out of your own way. And the less you can do, the better. Unless it's some you know crazy role where you're playing the joker or something but
1: generally you're playing someone who's pretty similar to you mm-hmm. so like don't do much you're right billy o'leary says it all the time he's he's one of my coaches man i love that guy yeah he, he less, less 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 we don't need all of that nate yeah he's like would you do would you do that in real life he's like what's up with your face man why is your face all scrunched up he's like no you you never do mm-hmm. that yeah i'm like you know what, Billy. You're right. Mm-hmm. Didn't even realize I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Less is always more. He's like, we want to see it in the eyes. If you think it in your head, we can see it in your face. Yep. He says it all the time. Oh, that's just think the thought. Just think the thought.
0: Uh, I, I always talk about watching people, you know, when you're sitting at 200 South and you're watching people read their lines, it looks like they're reading lines. Oh, God. It doesn't look like they're having a conversation with their wife or their, you know, if it's a spokesperson role, it's a little different. But if you're yeah. supposed to be having a conversation, I should just think you're talk- You're getting to know your scene partner. That's it. I shouldn't think that you're, well, honey, I, this new dishwasher sure is
1: swell. Like You're you know? right. You're way too overly expressive yeah. at this point. Yeah. You'd
0: never have a conversation like that. Unless they're going for that and it's some gimmicky thing. But the key is just make it look real. Find a way to make it look real.
1: Because what we sell in the, in the commercial print industry, we sell our look and our vibe. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's our comfortable look and our comfortable natural vibe. Yeah, not the one that you think you should put on for television. No, it's just be your genuine, authentic self, man, and that sells. Yeah, people love it.
0: Yeah. So, what classes have you taken that have been um, helpful? I'm curious in the in the theatrical world.
1: In the theatrical world, um, Billy O'Leary and Amy Deshays, okay, are my two favorites. Yeah, uh, those are who I currently study with when I need last minute self tapes or coaching or anything or just on a regular. Billy O'Leary and Amy Deshays, yeah. Are absolutely amazing it's funny because they're two different styles two different styles but i just love putting those together because billy's a little bit he's just a creative genius Mm -hmm. he's one of those people he's a little bit manic Mm -hmm. he's a little all over the place but if you can cope with that and understand his thought process or begin to try to understand it yeah he's amazing yeah amy is a lot more technical Mm -hmm. gentle encouraging Mm -hmm. but she knows her stuff That's a good
0: balance, yeah. She's not
1: too soft because you know how there can be certain coaches who won't tell you when you're blowing it? Yeah. No, she'll tell you that you're blowing it, but in a very loving and compassionate way so that you leave with your integrity still. Yeah. Yeah, so those two men have have been tremendous in my growth. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, do you go out theatrically through Daniel Hoff, or do you have... I do. I'm actually really? with Daniel Hoff across the board. Nice. Yeah, so they send me out, man. Chris is... I love Chris. Yeah. Um, I, I love Chris for taking a chance on me. It's nice I to love- have it all in one house. It is. I love Danny for taking a chance on me, yeah. because when I came in the commercial world, you know, I was relatively new, relatively green. Mm-hmm. Same with theatrical, relative. Mm-hmm. Very new, very green. Yeah. And Chris decided to take a chance on me. So yeah. I, I love the D. Hoff Agency for that, because we're going we're to make things happen. Yeah, man. I mean, I see... I- you're a booking machine. It's just gonna.
0: You're gonna be a commercial booking machine that becomes a TV and film booking machine.
1: It's just a matter of time, man. And, and I'm recognizing, like you said, we're five years in at this point. Yeah. Um. I don't mind it, even if it takes ten. I think know? ten is the number. I'm in it for the long haul.
0: Yeah. I mean, they talk about ten years. I always success. talk about it takes ten years to find your voice. Yeah. Uh. I think modeling and acting, ten
1: years. If you're not going to put in ten years, you don't start. And that's the thing, man. How many people have you seen come and go? A lot. Tons and tons. Most people quit before it's their time. Mm-hmm. Like, Had they just sustained and, and kept going, you never know, man. It might have worked out for you. I'm in it for the long run. But then there's people like you and Zach Sowers and Joselle and April who and Danny
0: who, you know, at least once a week, I see them at some casting office. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Running around? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and they're just not giving up. And I mean, it's a weird time. When do you think auditions are
1: coming back? I honestly have no idea.
0: (laughs) Because it seems like now there's this new spike in
1: cases in California. Um, I don't know, man. I've had a quick story. I had one in-person casting throughout this quarantine. Yeah. It was at, um, it's off uh, Wilshire Boulevard Mm -hmm. in Santa Monica tailor casting yeah tailor casting uh it was actually pretty cool the way it was set up so there were you had to show up on time yeah uh they recommended about 10 to 15 minutes early mm-hmm. they were marked spots six feet apart um they only allowed one person in the building at a time one person oh, actually wow. in the room one person waiting outside hand sanitizer extremely efficient super cool i'm like I wouldn't mind auditioning that way yeah you know it was it was just super clean efficient, lean. i'm like i can do that yeah but i don't think we're gonna come back anytime soon in all honesty because I, the, scientifically speaking man the coronavirus is seemingly here to stay yeah um so i, I don't know man I, I have this conversation with my girlfriend all the time like when do we resume normalcy at what point do we mm-hmm. say hey okay it's safe to just kind of be normal again
0: and it's like I don't mind self-tapes. I like putting together self-tapes. Oh, yeah. I think it's a fun little project. It's you know, an afternoon editing together a little self-tape, make it fun, add a little flair to it. Yeah. You know, make it good. Um, and I I don't necessarily miss driving around looking for parking all day and getting into a hot in and out of a hot car and sweating and changing clothes. And, you know, if I could <laughs> do that from the comfort of my apartment and put together something good that gets me booked, yeah. I miss being on set. I like being on set. Mm-hmm. I do like auditioning. I do like... You know flexing my muscle and feeling like i did my job well but i can do that from my home absolutely and i think i mean we might see a shift towards that to more self-tapes and online
1: zoom callbacks mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. for the rest of the year i um i don't mind it because mind like it you either. said we drive around so much man i live in long beach yeah you live in Long so Beach, so driving from long beach to la every day yeah man, I, I can sit in about Two and a half, three hours of round trip traffic a day. Easy. Which is insane. Yeah. So the fact that I can just set up a, a couple lights, uh, give them, I actually have a self tape to do today. Yep. Set up a couple lights, give them something, man, I, I love that. What kind of lights do you use? I have a ring light and I have two soft boxes. Do you, do you use your iPhone? I use my iPhone. Yeah. I use my iPhone, the ring light, soft boxes, it gets the job done. You just do it on a white wall? On a white wall.
0: Yeah, I got to get a ring
1: light. Yeah, no, the ring light. Oh, dude, it's killer. It's because you can use the ring light without having to use the soft boxes. Yeah. Because it just gives you that nice, even, soft light, man. It makes yeah. you look great. Because I watched, I watch TV on a projector, so I just pull down my
0: projector screen. Perfect. And use that as my background. Perfect. And I just like light up my apartment, but I should definitely get a ring light. Yeah, man, it's a because game changer. now is the time to up the self-tape game. You've got to have a strong self-tape yeah, game at this point. At this point, for sure. And I know, <laughs> I know uh, Killian is doing workshops on how to do a good self-tape and there's all kinds of options for learning but yeah
1: don't sleep on that not yeah, right yeah. now not right now and you know what i think killian actually offered it for free i think for so some too. time yeah day. i checked it out man I'm, I'm a student of the game yeah even though i teach i'm still looking at what everyone else is doing man uh you've got to be a student yeah i mean because you know trends change
0: you know obviously there's standards of keep your phone horizontal do your slate this way edit together cut
1: out trim out the bullshit mm-hmm. but you know you got to, like you said, be a student of the game. Yeah, it's it's fun, though, and, and really reassuring, man, to book jobs via self-tape. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because I don't book them that often because I don't get them that often. But when I do it, it feels great. Like, right. Because I'm more of a people person. I yeah. like them to feel my tangible energy. Mm-hmm. Because when you walk in that room, they just, they can feel things on you or about you physically that they can't see on tape sometimes yeah and i always tell people that like, you're you're booking not because of what's on the page you're probably booking because of what's not on the page yeah it's it's something about you that they just really really love man the can't second you walk in that room if they want to book you they they probably know they're just waiting for you
0: to screw it up yep it's, it's your job to lose, lose. yeah <laughs> <yours laughs> simple as that and uh yeah i guess there is that element loss of the in-person vibe yeah in-person energy mm-hmm.
1: um but if I
0: can book a self-tip, oh man, where well, I don't it. have
1: to, dude, I've been loving not leaving home, man. I've yeah. been spending the last what three, four months in Long Beach. Yeah, it's great, dude. I'm going across the streets of the beach. Yeah, hanging out. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about parking, uh, or if I'm on my bike because you know I ride a motorcycle yeah. sometimes. Dude, I'm not worried about putting three outfits in my backpack and yeah, changing man. neck. Dude, because remember, we went for that uh, that Honda spot. Yeah, And it was in Gardena, which was so random. Mm-hmm. Never had a casting in Gardena. And, outside, and you remember, yeah. I was getting ready out there, yep. dude. I'm combing my hair, because I had helmet hair, Yeah, putting on a new outfit. I don't miss that, because it was hot that day. When well, you're, oh, you're sweating. Oh, it was hot.
0: And then you don't feel good, because your shirt's sticking to your back and you can't get it off. Like, and you're like, people And people are looking look at you in the dude. street. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> But um,
1: this is a game we've choos- chosen, you know? It's it's a beautiful game we play. Yeah. I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Yeah. Um. Quickly, like, what what have you done to stay in shape during this quarantine? Because I have
1: been failing. <laughs> you know, man, Uh, I've been trying to do everything that I can to stay in shape. Because yeah. before it, luckily, I've kind of built, like, a, a home gym situation. Like, I've got free weights. I've got a weight vest. Oh, nice. I've got ankle weights. Uh, I've got a sled. I've got... Uh, ladders oh, wow. basketball I have every ball you can think of basketball football soccer ball tennis balls like I do almost any sport you can think of maybe not at a high level yeah but I do it you but know just to um, be active yeah just to be active so yeah one of my favorite things though that I've gotten into was dribbling my basketball while running like a mile or two Oh, cool and like working on moves just like, keep your agility just up. just keep and... my agility up just yeah. keep that fat off me um I've been doing
0: 1915 like, is real, man. I really? Did you
1: put it on, man? Ah, it, I put it on and put it off. It's gone. Same. I put on 10 early. Yeah. I put on 10 early and then I'm like, you know what? I've been eating way too much. Yeah. Let's cut that down and work out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I had a little bit too much wine early on.
1: <laughs> I think I was like drunk the entire month of May.
0: Well, yeah, when it first hit, it was like <laughs> well, there's literally nothing to do. I was like, I started dating someone basically right before quarantine. Yeah, and so we were in this new relationship, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fun. I had a good time.
1: The entire month I, of yeah. May, man, it was yeah. it was rough. But here, here, we are now. But now it's time to get back to work. I think, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. It feels like it. I don't know. It's it's funny because I don't, I don't feel like we should be going back to work. In all honesty,
0: I know. I mean, I the, the few shoots I've done, I have. Most of them have taken my temperature. I've signed a contract. They yep. didn't have any symptoms. Everyone's wearing masks, except talent, when they you know, have to be on set. Yep. But I had a couple shoots where it was just like, eh, we're outside. It's fine. And I'm like,
1: is it? Yeah. You know what else has been, been great, though, for these quarantine shoots? I've done a few. The sets have been really lean. Super lean. Super lean. I, yeah. did, I did a print spot for, uh, for Bose, mm-hmm. three of us. Yeah, and you
0: realize that you don't need fifty people.
1: Three people do. Yeah. And I was the fourth. I'm like, yeah. I like this. Did another one. I think there were three total. There were there was a photographer, the uh-huh. client, and myself. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. I'm like, I like this. Yeah. I you like can bring this. your own wardrobe, style yourself. I've been styling the heck out of myself, yeah. dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what,
0: you know, a lot of times just from being on set and going to so many auditions and so many shoots, like, you know what they want. You know, like, oh, you gotta tuck this in a little bit and you gotta roll this up and judge this and and they're just like, oh, you're good. And they're like, yeah.
1: Isn't it amazing when they're like, oh, you, yeah. you style yourself. That's yeah. good, man. Yeah.
0: So I think there's going to be more of, the, yeah, like you said, these lean shoots where people are wearing multiple hats, mm-hmm. getting the job done with less bodies on set, yeah. um, less interaction. Um, but let's keep our fingers crossed that the work keeps coming back because- Daddy's gotta pay rent. Gotta pay rent, man. (laughs) You
1: know, um, you gotta be, you gotta be in love with the SAG residuals that you're able to get. Yeah, man, those things have been saving my life. Thank you, Danny, for those negotiations. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, what about when that stops, man? Right. This is our livelihood.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've you know I've been lucky enough to be carried over this far, but gotta keep booking. Gotta you know, gotta keep keep on that money train. Um, Indeed. So we'll pray for that. Yes. In parting, do you you have any last bits of advice for any of our listeners? It could be related to modeling, it could be related to acting, it could be related to life, self-love, dribbling basketballs,
1: (laughs) anything. um, I think if I were to leave anyone with any advice, man, it would just be to take care of yourself and make sure that you do whatever it is that you need to do to be your best self. Um, Those routines are different for everyone. Um, I know that things for me started to change in my life when I really started to get in tune with my inner self, mm-hmm. as opposed to being focused on the things that are going on outside, um, being in vibrationally in tune with self and universe and spirit has been one of the most calming things that's happened in my life. And it's and it gives me like that daily motivation yeah. to uh, just want to reset, because I know that every day is a different day and you get to wake up in the morning and press that reset button and make it a beautiful day. Whatever may
0: Wake up and smile and smile. That's so beautiful. I love that because sometimes you don't want to smile.
1: but you you Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Until you feel it. Because I, I swear to you, sometimes it's, it might take me 10, 15, 30 seconds to like feel it. Yeah. But I'm going to do it until I feel it. And once I feel it, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Let's get going.
0: Cool. I love that. Well, thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy quarantine schedule. Um, and I'm excited to see you back out there in the world of acting and modeling. But um, I really appreciate this. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate all you, right. brother. Bye, kids. My man.